0: Evening. Feeling better? i better. So continuing our discussion of Śrīmad Bhāgavatam. Conversations between Nārada and Vyas. In our last class we heard the final uh, words that Bhagavan Shri Krishna spoke to Narada as he related them to Vyasa. And um, in the context of relating them, he answered Vyasa's question as to how he could remember uh, what happened to him in a previous kalpa. And of course we we learned that that, uh, remembering things in relation to the Lord and remembering Bhagawan, is is a kind of memory that nothing can uh, break. Not even the, at the time of dissolution or the creation of the world. Hmm. This is a a nice point, and it, it it brings up also, to some extent, the idea, the essential idea of what the Bhagavatam is about essentially about um, what we are and what our uh, present situation is and what our prospect is. And it talks about that over and over again from many different um, angles of vision. Uh, What brings it to mind is the mention of the creation and the dissolution, which is a huge Event that's talked about again and again, and there are numerous different stories within the different cosmological stories. The world came from the churning of the ocean, on the back of the tortoise uh, Gourma, and um, what other one? There's other ones too. <laughs> A lot of different uh, cosmological stories or of origins of the world and so forth. Of course, it begins with the world. Comes from Brahman, maintained and annihilated by Brahman, and and so on and so forth. But, and I should say, in this, in the context of talking about these creation stories and the world and its details and so forth, we we get these long, long, long periods of time that are posited. Um, And And we're told, with regard to all of this, that this expanding of the world, uh, is like we have our life, and our day, and our hundred years, and then, you know, a hundred, or whatever it is, of our years is the one day of the demigods, and, you know, a hundred of their days is the one day of Brahma, or whatever. All these big numbers, and long lifespans, and... And all of it is the is is the blinking of the eye of of the Vishnu the exhalation and the inhalation it's all just meant really to tell us that there's something more important than the whole world that's here today and I'm saying gone tomorrow that's the message in many respects over and over and over again from so many um angles of vision it, and it's 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 really staying focused on an essential essential theme. Here was the first narrative, really, of the Bhagavatam, the story of Vyas and uh, Narada. And there'll be many, many more. Sutta Goswami is speaking to the sages, and in the context of answering their questions, this narrative comes up. Hmm? And, um, you know, we'll go into the narrative of Maharaj Parikshit and... Uh, his uh, birth and how he came to meet Sukadeva and was cursed, and then the second candle will started and so on. So anyway, story within story. But this is the first narrative, and like many, if not all of the narratives, it's it's really about, much about life and death and what to do with your life. Mm. This one's very directly about that. I was born in a low condition. I got sadhusanga which made my position better than the biggest of the greatest of all materialistic people, whatever they might have their birth had been, whatever they might have attained. Hmm? I practiced what they taught me, which was Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu Smaranam. Hmm? and um in due course I got the result and as we'll see here, I met with death and the problem of death was solved. Hmm? This is what the whole Bhagavatam is about over and over again, trying to make the point uh, to us through so many different stories. The same theme comes up. The futility of material acquisition, mm, the temporary nature of the world, however long it is, mm, and, uh, and the impermanence, the enduring nature of the self, the self's prospects in in connection with sadhu sangha. Mm, uh, which is praying and so on so here's this, this is a short uh, well it's over a couple of chapters but I as I say the first narrative and it's very clearly about all these things um, um, so anyway we heard that Bhagavan told him you will remember me even in the face of creation and annihilation and, uh, the big big events uh, so, such is the nature of, of remembrance of me. It is, it has, it's enduring. I'm enduring, you're enduring, and so on. Hmm. So tonight, then we hear what uh, Nard he he makes a statement now to Vyas, kind of a conclusive statement. He says, "Namani nantasya, hatatrapa patam, guhyani padrani kritani chasmaran." pari tongues, Kalam pratikshan vimatsaraha. Thus he says, so a conclusion a concluding, wrapping up here, having told the story, what happened to him with the meeting about having a darshan, losing the darshan of Bhagawan, craving for it that much more, his reappearing in the form of his instructions to him and so forth. Thus, what? Hmm. Thus, namani anantasya, atatrapa patan. Thus, this is what I did. Hmm. Namani anantasya, the unlimited names of God. Uh, We are told by Sriman Chaitanya Dev that in a shikshastakam that Sri Bhagavan Sri Krishna has, has many names what does he say? <laughs> Nam namagari Agari Bahuda Bahuda mm. many many names Nam Nam Bahuda Nija Sarva Shakti and they are uh, possessed of my inherently of my power Is of course uh, as I mentioned today on the on the conference call uh, with other devotees, is a universally accepted, as far as I know, religious principle that the, there's a sacred logos. The, the name of God is inherently sacred. To invoke it has power, or it's so powerful that you shouldn't invoke it, as uh, uh, some say. so. Bhagavatam very much takes this position and more so than we find anywhere in a religious world, we find a theology of the name, a a nam dharma. And uh, this, of course, was very much taken up practically by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He exemplified... That uh, Nam kirtan he's said to be the uh, w- the avatar of, of Bhagawan, who in the Kali Yuga is worshipped by that um, kirtan the Kali Yuga panacea <coughs> Namsan kirtan and uh, nard is a, is a is a great example of it he 's one of the huge figures in the Bhagavatam. he keeps reappearing. And, Disappearing and reappearing in different narratives and so forth, and uh, from this point on, of course, it's all mostly with his with his with his vina, and his, and the chanting that uh, he's engaged in. He does segue in the seventh canto into a life. Is how good his memory was, previous to this life as the son of the maidservant, as a Gandharva, where he offended the senkirtan. Thus he had to take birth as the son of a maidservant. but as he was in touch with the kirtan, he got Sarasanga, and his sukriti was built upon and turned into faith, and so on, and he became the great Narada Muni that he is, dancing through uh, the pages of Srimad Bhagavatam, performing kirtan as he said, as he says here. He did here. He's saying it. I did this in the context of what, of um, following Bhagavan's instructions. And as we'll see, waiting for his mercy. Hmm. So he says, namani anantasya. The names of the Lord are unlimited. They are unlimited names, and it means they have unlimited power. Hmm. And it means you can chant them without cessation also, without ever being satiated, if you're actually chanting the pure name. namani anantasya. fratat tapa. And I did that, he says, chanting the the the, the, the names of Bhagawan, being freed from any material uh, formalities, any connection with the world, not bound by, um, by any uh, societal uh, norms. The Prabhupada says it uh, like this. Um, Ignoring the formalities of the material world, it means he went mad. Uh, yeah, there's a nice uh, uh, verse from Bhagavatam, I think maybe 11th canto, if me for not remembering the, the Sanskrit text, but it's a verse that um, comes up in Chaitanya Charitamrita in the context of. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's having received initiation from his guru, Ishwarapuri, and how upon taking the Krishna nam and Krishna Mantra, he became mad, falling on the ground like a mad person, and so without um, conforming to or being concerned about any convention of the world, his own conventional sense of self, if you will, as what was dissolved? Of course, he's just setting an example for us. He has no conventional sense of self. Conventional sense of self—I mean, a material ego—the sense that I'm a Philadelphian, you know, I'm a I'm a Costa Rican, I'm a I'm Finnish. That um, my life will finish <laughs> when it won't, uh, so on and so forth. The, the melting of that and and the freedom that that affords one where he feels, I I don't have to conform now to anything. There's no uh, uh, what people think I am, how I should act. So the name won't let me. The name is making me act according to its own will. It's dancing on my tongue and accordingly. As Rupa Goswami said, when the name... These two syllables, Krishna, that constitute the name, the principal name of Bhagavan, enter the courtyard of my heart Mm. and dance therein. Mm. My senses become inert in terms of their normal preoccupation of uh, focusing themselves, occupying themselves with sense objects they become turned inward as if there was a great uh, concert uh, in the heart, a great uh, uh, dance uh, festival, and all of them were stunned to witness that only. Hmm? my mind at the same time I find when this happens reels and things, oh, if only I had millions of tongues and millions of ears, I could begin to just try to take advantage of the namani anandasya, the unlimited nature, the sweetness of these two syllables, hmm, that make my senses unable to function in relation to the world. They stop my, my mind and my, the possibility for me to move in the world. So another kind of movement has come and t- 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 taken me over. Hmm? I'm on his agenda now, working, moving according to that. And in this way, no concern for material convention. Mahabhu, experiencing this, went back to his guru and said, What kind of mantra did you give me? Hmm? And his guru said, Why? What happened? So when he told this is what happened, that, that he was very pleased, said yes, it's working, hmm? it's having its effect. This is this is what we want, hmm? a change, a big change. As I said before, we all want to be happy, and we don't want to put any limitations on that. Hmm? But how happy are we? Hmm? And so, how much we have to change? Hmm. So Nam makes possible that kind of dramatic. Change. So here he says, n- 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 "Nalani anantasya." The unlimited the names I uh, I took them, without any concern for uh, conventions of the world. I, I became oblivious to that, a mad person, practically speaking. Mm? And so I traveled in this way, mm. pariyantam, traveling. Tushtamana, fully, with my mind, fully satisfied. I wasn't traveling to satisfy my mind. This is a very different idea. We think, let's go there. Hmm? That'll be better than here. Hmm? We get there, and of course we want to come back here. And so the mind is kind of traveling, and we're going along with it. Hmm? It's always trying to take us to greener, to the to the... To the to the um, carrot of of uh, so called greener pastures mm. it 's never satisfied where it is, and so we're traveling, of course, the famous statement of course is wherever you go that 's where you are, and, and you're, of course then your mind's gone with you, so you haven't really gone anywhere that mind that's harassing you and oppressing you mm, to not take advantage of what is at your, what the human life affords you, really. Hmm? Really, the opportunity for spiritual pursuit, hmm? uh, especially then in, in conjunction with sadhu sangha. Even with that, the mind is just, seems distracted at times, we're not taking advantage of it. So, we're just really following the mind, we're not going anywhere. Hmm? We're always staying in the same place, no we're bored wonder that we feel a sense of monotony. As I said the other day, and someone posted it on Facebook, I saw that uh, spiritual life is more like jazz. It's full of improvision. And uh, and what did I say? The material life is so boring in comparison. Everybody, the same thing. It's always the same thing. Everyone has to die. Hmm. Hmm. Ignoring the fact and... And, and then, having to succumb to it, having to having to acknowledge it quietly somewhere out of out of sight, hopefully <laughs> everyone else can go on with the dance <clears throat> so uh, here he says no, it's a different kind of wandering. he's not wandering uh in accordance with the whims of the mind and really going nowhere hmm? but tushtamana with the mind satisfied, he was travelling this is the kind of Movement that's described in the Gita when Krishna speaks of the Mahatmas. He says, Mahatmas tu maṁ daivim prakriti-māśrita. They're moving in the world, the great souls, under the influence of my daivim prakriti, means my, my swarup shakti the influence of the essence of bhakti. The essence of the swarup shakti I should say, is bhakti. They're moving under that influence. Not in the influence of material nature, the mind, w- uh, of which the mind is a particular manifestation. Hmm? No. Hmm. So this is a different kind of movement. He describes it here appropriately. Manatushta. Tushta means satisfied. With a satisfied mind, I traveled. So what kind of traveling is that then? This is called Yadriceya. Hmm. This is this is traveling like. Santa Claus. Hmm? <laughs> so that's what it is. All he does is he's, he's just giving gifts everywhere. Hmm? Yeah. The gift of bhakti. He's giving, he's moving, his very movements are the gift of bhakti. Therefore it's said that um, what svagavata uh sudula bhagavata rare to find this kind of a person who Whose um, whose whose touch is the perfection of association, hmm? whose speech is the perte- perfection of of hearing, hmm? whose movement is the perfection of the eyes. does that verse go? Very nice verse. Uh, beautiful. So he's this kind of a rare person, a mahatma. Hmm? The moving in the world, but not of the world. Sometimes the example of the lotus is given. The lotus has a stem and it goes into the mud in the water. But the lotus itself is never muddy and never wet. It's above the water. Hmm? Hmm. So we're in the world, but not of the world. He's moving to shtamana. And he's moving. <coughs> moving means bhakti. He's not sitting still. Hmm? He has something to do. Of course, Bhagavan may ask us to sit still at some point as well. Hmm? But here he's, uh, under the influence of Bhagavan, he's moving for his cause. Hmm? And that is our that good fortune to come in touch with that kind of movement. he says further, gatas Priya, hmm? freed from any material desire, I'm moving. People are moving on the basis of the mind's demands, which means... On the basis of material desire, why can't you sit? Because you've got something to do. You think you've got desires, so we move accordingly. Hmm? Now, Bhagwan has much to do also, so we may move according to His will for His purpose, and it may look like the ordinary movements of materialistic persons. But बाईस्तबेरे कुरिआमुद्रबिद्लिन jai it's difficult to understand the movement of the Vaishnava because the motivation is different. The heart space is different. He's moving for the desire of Bhagwan. He has many desires. <laughs> he's full of desires. Hmm? Therefore, he's moving. He has one main desire, catch the attention of Radha. Hmm? And he has to move a lot for that hmm? because of Harman. herman. Hmm? Course, their pranay arises out of the man. Mm-hmm. Man means like, Ivea, what is that verse? Love moves in a crooked way. The Sarupa mm-hmm. describes this man. Sometimes they're one, pranay, but they, for rasa, for leela, they argue, nonetheless. Hmm? So, this is the kind of movement of Bhagavan, and he, so he is an ocean of desire, a desire to taste love. So, love is a kind of a movement. As I've often said, we move in pursuit of love, and when we get it, we can rest for but a moment, because it has an agenda, of its own, and then we start moving on that agenda. So, this is a material example, of course. So it is with spiritual life. We are not the kind of transcendentalists who advocate a a stillness, but rather a, a movement within stillness. There is a static attainment of freedom from the apparent movements of material life, which is like going up the down escalator. You're not going anywhere. If anywhere, you're going down. <laughs> this, this is the nature of material existence. It looks like we move up, but as the Bhagavatam, the Gita and others teach, you go as high as you go and down again, you come up and down. Hmm? No traction. The scenery is point is always moving. It's constantly in flux. We've identified with the scenery, so how can we expect any stability? Hmm? We want firm ground to plant our feet on, but the ground is moving. So, we're moving accordingly. But in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, to, to become, to, uh, to reach a static position, in a positive sense, of Uh, As much as the movement in the material world is disconcerting and we can't get any stability, can't get our feet on the ground, so to speak, uh, to attain that hmm, and fully attain that causes a type of movement to start again. hmm? The movement that is not out of of necessity, for a want, a sense of lacking, but a movement out of fullness. If, If you're really full static, and at least you've got to roll over and, <laughs> and say, ah, ah, something like that. And speak of uh, the energy derived from that, getting up and dancing and so forth. This is, of course, Leela Lila's movement without any necessity, other than the necessity of, of joy, of the fullness. Of sati- the, 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 the movement out of satisfaction not out of emptiness tushtamana again his mind is satisfied he has no material desire still he's moving hmm? so name that he's taking has an agenda hmm? he's moving according to the agenda of the holy name he's a big carrier Narada, of the name here he's speaking of the name in terms of largely in terms of abhidheya. The means, but we'll see that when he attains the ends, the prayojan, the chanting goes on. Right? Nara didn't, doesn't stop chanting here, so not only was he chanting, but also now something else is mentioned here. Hmm? He says, "Katas priya." Is Kalam Patiksham Bimada Vimatsara. He says Oh he said Gujani Badrani Kritani Chasparan. Hmm. So he says, I did chanting. Mm. I moved in this way with a satisfied mind and without any material desire. Mm. Uh, I was fully satisfied. Mm. Vimatsara, I had no envy. Vimatsara, this is a qualification for trading the Paramamsa Marg of of, 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 of Bhagavatam. Nirmat Saranam Satam. It said at the onset of the text that this book is for those who have no envy, who are truthful, who are thoroughly honest. Satam, truthfulness. This is another name for a devotee. Satam it means has personal integrity, honest with themselves. Mm. How much taste do I have for chanting? This is an honest question. Mm. That will help us. Mm. <laughs> We want to tell everybody else what to do, but we should ask that question. Hmm? Like how well are we doing what we're supposed to be doing? Uh, and uh, So it's honest and without any envy. Be matsara. Hmm. This matsara is very unbecoming in the life of devotion. Hmm? It's a very mean-spirited thing to um, be unhappy about the. To not be able to tolerate the, the successes of others, so this has no place in in bhakti. Therefore, as I say at the onset of the text, the Srimad Bhagavatam, it says this text is for those who are without envy, the honest person, those who are thoroughly, thoroughly honest. As Prabhupada translates it. But what else is he doing? Hmm. These are this is this was his condition, and he was chanting, and he says, Guhyani badrani." Kritani Chasmaran. I was doing meditation on the uh, Gujani Bhadrani Kritani. Hmm? On the secret activities of Bhagawan. I was meditating on the secret life of Bhagawan. Hmm. So he's meditating on Krishna Leela. Yeah, he wasn't meditating on narayan's life but on krishna lila that's also special no doubt narayan's life but krishna's life was a little more secret hmm? uh, a little more hidden so much so that it said even the inhabitants of baikunta who are the devotees of narayan they don't know about it here Narada, like every other principal speaker and listener in the Bhagavatam, has Krishna as his Ishta Devata, as his deity. Hmm? They are all talking about, hearing about, meditating about. pralad, Dhruva if you ah, study carefully, Krishna. Hmm? So, Maitreya, Narada, Yudhishthira, so on and so forth. Sutta, Sukadev, here Nard. So he meditating on Krishna. So these are the two things then and it becomes particularly um, applicable with regard to rag Bhakti. I've said before here that Nard's story is, is a story of Vaiti Bhakti Sadhana Siddhi. Attaining perfection through sadhana in the context of uh, some... Uh, reverential worship of God here. The God is Krishna. So Nard has is worshipping Krishna with uh, uh, from a bhakti, from a vaiti perspective rather than a rag perspective, like the inhabitants of Vrindavan. Um, and so his story is a little different, it's a general story. Ragmarga is, is is rare. Of course, the Bhagavatam seeks to take us there, to explain that, uh, open the door for that uh, to us, <clears throat> and we know that in, in Dwarka, where he is, and in Vaikuntha, where he frequents, frequents, he has a special position. He told Go, uh, Gopukumar, he instructed him, he was a Sikh guru there. He instructed him in Raghmar. He instructed him, this is in your place here in Makūnta. Go on from here. He went to Ayodhya, there he went to Dwarka. Nard again was there. There Nard, of course, passed the ball for uh, conducting, for, for for acting as the siksha guru of Gopu to Udava, who had more familiarity with the destination of. Um, Gopukumar. There is some parnai in the in the makeup, in the uh, spiritual ego of Uddhava Some pranae, a little bit of pranay. Pranai me pranay is is Vishramba this is the basis of Saky Rasa. Hmm? It also has its application in Madhurasa, not in Dasya Bhakti, hmm? not in Vatsalya Bhakti. Because It is about a complete uh, overcoming of sense of self in relation to one's lover or friend Hmm? that doesn't doesn't enable one to distinguish between myself and my friend, between myself and my lover. You can't do that in Dasya rasa. You can't do that in Vatsali rasa the mother always sees some difference between herself and her son. <laughs> uh, and the student sees some difference between him, himself or herself and, and, and the master. But in friendship, this, is, this, this uh, boundary is, is uh, oblivated and, in, and in, in romantic love as well. Hmm? So anyway, there's a little bit of this pranay that uh, Rupa Goswami teaches in Uddhava. And of course he went to the Braj, he was sent to the Braj to Vrindavan, by Krishna from Dwarka, ostensibly to to talk to the gopis and to the inhabitants there and bring a message. But in reality, if we we look carefully at it, we see to experience their love and broadcast it to the rest of the world. uh, If the learned Uddhava, who knows all the Shastra, says this about the gopis, and then people have to pay attention to what is the nature of their love and that pastoral hmm, It doesn't speak so much overtly for itself. It looks like something that maybe you want to just like avoid those chapters or something like that. But Udavis is was, uh, was sent there so that he could speak about it. Oh, he had direct experience of the brudge in a way that Narada didn't he had their association of nanda baba gopis radha gopas and so forth he was awed by their love so they pointed he, he prayed that he could he could take birth in Vrindavan as a blade of grass that the inhabitants might might step on his head particularly the go, on him particularly the gopis and that that he could have within the context of his own amor his own love for bhagavan shri krishna the same kind of intensity that he experienced there mm. among the uh, uh the, Rajavadu, the gopis, mm. the Vrajtsundaris. So uh, Narada says, as he passed the, the hat to him, said, and he gave the final instruction to Gopakumar. And what was the instruction? From Dwarka, go back to earth. And go to Vrindavan, Bhoma Vrindavan, earthly Vrindavan. And what will you do there? You would chant the favorite names, your favorite names of Krishna. It means names that, all the names speak about Krishna in a particular way. They speak about particular qualities, about primarily about particular relationships. When Mahaprabhu says, Nam, Namakari, Bahudanita, he says that Krishna has many, many names. And they are possessed of his all of his shakti, he's speaking about primary names of Bhagavan. Hmm? Hmm. Names that speak of him in relation to his devotees, these have, all his shakti is there. Hmm? Yes, yeah. The relationship between shakti and shakti Imam, this is lila. Hmm. When we say jashodhanandana, this is the primary name of Bhagavan. We're talking about Bhagavan and his shakti. Adhar Shakti and a division of the Sandini-shakti, that is Jashoda-mai, the mother of Krishna, hmm. Nanda Nanda, Radha and so forth. So the devotees will 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 develop a affection for Krishna in a particular way. One of five particular sentiments in Brj Bhakti. One of four sentiments: Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya, and madhurya and it's, and the, the, relative to their uh, sentiment, certain qualities of Krishna will become prominent to them and certain leelas and therefore certain names that describe him in relation to those qualities and leelas and so forth. So he said, the instruction was, you go there and this is what you, you chant these names hmm? and you do smaranam, leela smaranam, smaranam, Meditation, remembrance, meditation on the pastimes of Krishna. This is particularly relative to ragmarg. It takes a strong, uh, very prominent position. It does not upstage Kirtan, which is the kaliyuga Dharma and the principal Abhideya or means given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But that smarnam is important and it will be energized by Kirtan. It will be fortified, especially in the beginning stages, by Kirtan. So we find Gopu Kumar doing this, and this then took him to the apricot um Leela here art is. As I say, an example of Vaidhi Bhakti. Vaidhi Bhakti is not without meditation, so anyway, it's, it's, it's mentioned. He did kirtan and kirtana prabhavi, smarana So this is a nice, powerful statement of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur that, that, that smarana to meditate on your swabhav, hmm? your uh, nature as a result of, of being graced by bhakti. Hmm? by one of these Santa Clauses, like Narada. Hmm? Uh, they put it in your stocking even. You don't even know it. And then you could to put on your sock and you find there's something there. <laughs> they, they affected my life in such a way. I didn't know it would be like that. But, uh, so on, so... <laughs> so then... Uh, uh, Anyway, it comes to this. Hearing the favorite names, chanting them, and remembering Krishna's pastimes. And the the, the kirtan fosters this remembrance. So to think of, to remember one's swabhav, one's, one's nature to meditate on it, hmm, becomes possible as a result of kirtan. The force, kirtana Prabhave, the force of kirtan. Hmm, as it enables us, it empowers us, it, it makes possible us for us to meditate in a way that would be difficult otherwise without kirtan so again the smarnam doesn't upstage the kirtan which is reign supreme in Kali Yuga hmm. and as emphasized in the Bhagavatam if you worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu this is the way through kirtan but this smarnam is part of that hmm. so we will so we. So you might say well Guru Mahesh hasn't taught us how to do Leela smarnam you say, "Oh, very much! I thought do Kirtan, and Lila Smarnam will come from Kirtan." Of course, we do teach it. We go, we discuss the, the the Lila's, just discussing them, just remembering them by reading the Bhagavatam is an early form of Lila Smarnam. Hmm? But um, or chanting the mantra hmm? is a form of uh, uh, Smarnam, Dhyan, Mantra mai Upasana, and this and strengthened by kirtan and so forth, this will turn into swabhavikī, swarāsikī, spontaneous remembrance of the lila and following it as it moves and dances within the heart. So, this is the life of Narada. It's come to this, we'll hear next now, he's going to die. So-called. There's no death for him, but he's going to die anyway. The drama of it. And see what happens to him. It's very wonderful. Any questions? Jahari? It seems it's interesting that Narada he retains his root, but his his root still has a relationship with the world. He doesn't enter into the domain and stay there. Well, yeah, he has some special um orders from Bhagwan that he receives. He's got a sp- special position, you'll see. He, 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 he tells him to enter back into the Mahatattva, into the, into the into the Vishnu at the time of the uh, uh, nirodh, the annihilation of the world, and come back out. That's <laughs> not typical, so uh, he's a typical, setting an example. Of a typical sadhaka to a point, as we said the other night. His profession is very, very different. Mm-hmm. Stasya-bhakti. Now, in that sense, it's not different, but Krishna has, has a special service special services for him. Right. So basically, he just stays in the material world forever and cures mm-hmm. Well, he goes to Vaikuntha. Hmm. He's enters the Leela. Gluck? I was just wondering, if um, Krishna is his Istradev, then why do we always hear him chanting Naraya. Who? Narayan? Who? Yeah, Narayan is the name of Krishna also. And Brahma established that in Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam. Not iron is the unglow of Krishna. So, we don't. Um, his mantra was explained earlier in the text. His mantra was the um, meditation on the Chaturbhuja. Hmm? Uh, Vasudeva Sankarshan and Aniruda and the order in which the names were given in in his mantra that he told to Vyas, it's apparent that he was meditating on the Chatu of the Lila in Goloka, that means Basudev Krishna, son of Devaki and uh, and Vasudev, Sankarshan Balram who then goes to from Mathura to Dwarka and in Mathura perhaps there's um Sankarshan, Vasudev Pradyumna and then in Dwarka there's the grandson Aniruddha these four manifest also in Vaikuntha the second chapter but the arrangement of the names in the mantra hmm, Indicated we had a lecture on this, and in Madhavan indicated that his meditation was on the Chattavriya in Golok. That means Krishna's movements in Golok with with Balaram and uh, and, and uh, the Mathura and leelas primarily. Hmm? So um, and that was the mantra he was chanting, not the name of Narayan. Hmm? But he might say Om Narayan here and there. But Bhaktivanod saw him Radhika Ramana Name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He said Nararamuni Bajai Veena Radhika Ramana Name. Everywhere he's going with his Veena, chanting Radha Raman, Radha Raman. Hare Krishna means. You're asking about Narada, right? And in these texts, also, Krishna's name is coming up. On hmm? well, his instructions to Vyas and so forth. So. I see the Bollywood? Ah, yeah, that's what it is. Narada goes to Bollywood. <laughs> I see. Okay, you're watching too many (laughs) Bollywood movies. (laughs) Okay. Stop there. Grantara Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Oh, Bhaktivirinda ki jai. Oh, Premanam.